Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. We are solo this week, but this is going to be the last week, okay? Sorry. You know, there was no new episode last week because of the holiday and there was no new TV except for Real Housewives of Miami, which we'll get into because what the fuck are they trying? They're trying to play in our faces. They're trying to play in our and Miami's faces, but we'll, we'll get there, right? How's everyone doing? I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Do you hear my voice? Do I, do I sound over your speaker as congested as I fucking feel because let me tell you something let me tell you something I feel like if somebody would just like smack me in the face like how they do on the cartoons whack me in the face really good and all the congestion could just come out of my face I would love that however if I get whacked in the face I'm gonna break my nose and then my nose is gonna be fucking huge and I don't want that right obviously it's that season um i tested for covid tested for the flu test for everything negative 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 just like your good old-fashioned common cold i guess and like i don't even think it's a cold honestly it feels more sinus related because i could like run a marathon right i don't like feel like out like i just need to like be knocked out you know what I mean my body did hurt last week but I think that's because one I joined a new gym and two just work in general so I'm gonna say that one was that but I'm just like I had a day off today and I've when I say I've been the definition of like laying about and getting my rest which is very very fucking hard for me as an Aries it's very very difficult for me so I've just been chilling, um, you know, trying to like shut my brain off a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily work like that. Um, what I will say starting this first episode off of the new year is my hope for everybody and myself is for more of us to live in our more authentic, true selves. I know you may be like, bitch, you seem like you live your <laughs> authentic true self. And like I do, like in my day-to-day life, I definitely do. But when it comes to my content and this podcast, something, I'm just going to really start saying shit exactly how I feel. Because especially with this like last week of Real House of Salt Lake City, a lot of things people are saying, revelations, false outrage. I'm just like, be so for fucking real and I feel like I minced my words a little bit before because I was like I don't want like you know maybe somebody to think that I'm like throwing shade at them and like here's the thing I'm a non-serious lady none of this is none of this is like really that serious if I say something and like another creator another person in general is like oh wait like I think like that like that applies to me if you're that upset about it you could talk to me right and be like hey I like feel the type of way about this but if if it applies to you and you know my opinion is different than yours that's fine also it's not anything needed to like get upset about you know it's not like you attacked me or anything <laughs> oh and we'll get there we'll get there I'm disappointed in a lot of you actually I'm not disappointed because I am a lot of y'all did exactly what I expected y'all to do 
Um, but no, I just want to live authentically in my truth. And, you know, I'm going to be like restructuring the pod a little bit. We're always going to have our little personal check-ins in the beginning. A good amount of you were like, I don't, you didn't love my moving story because you like, you you hated it for me, but like you loved hearing it. And y'all were like, oh my God, like, you know, what else goes on with you? And I just realized like, I mean, I don't really talk about a lot. I will sprinkle some personal stuff here and there. So I'll just do like a little mini check-in in the beginning. Y'all, y'all are not going to be getting on my tea though. You know, don't, don't be expecting that whatsoever. But little tidbits, um, little adventures of Zell, because like, <laughs> when I tell you, it, that's really what they are. Let me tell you how I waxed my fucking face this week. And I just should not have done that. I am a um, face razor girly. So like, I don't want to call it a micro, um, or sorry, a dermaplaning razor because it's not dermaplaning. I'm not an esthetician, but like one of those razors, that's what I do on my face. If I just let my hair grow out, my facial hair, I would be giving Teen Wolf. No hate to anybody who wants to give Teen Wolf. That's just not my ministry. That's not the face I want to serve. Okay, so like my sideburns would like really grow up. My chops rather would go down and then my upper lippy. So I generally keep a face razor on me like I always have one. I don't know if they fell off the moving truck somewhere in Connecticut or what the fuck happened, but I don't have any and I just have not had time to get to Ulta. I need when I say I need to go to Ulta, I need to go to Ulta like I need a lot of shit. I'm about to rack up some points up in there, but I haven't had time and I am a pro at waxing my underarms. And so I was like, I was doing my underarms the other day and I was like, you know what? Why don't I just do my face right now? Because for real, for real, my makeup was not laying right. Like it was, it was just, ugh, I wasn't feeling it. So I was like, <laughs> I literally waxed my face. I did my cheek, my sideburn first as soon, as soon as I put it on there and ripped it off I knew I had made a fucking mistake now face smooth as fuck after I did it however I said as soon as I tore it off I said you're about to break out and break out I did now I don't want to say like breakout breakout y'all have seen me on socials if you follow me on there you really can't tell but like y'all I don't play about my face and I have little bumps on there right now like little bumps that I have after you wax duh bitch like why would you do that shit <laughs> and it's just like bumming me out and I was like all right I didn't have the face so I have to do the other half boy was I an idiot it hurt so damn bad both cheeks and my lip the, the cheeks and the lip on my face lips on my face obviously <laughs> no once I learn how to wax my own bikini area it's a fucking wrap for European wax center they will never ever see my USAA card again okay but no that was my little adventure of the week that I'm just gonna share with you guys so if you have ripped off half of your face let me know right oh uh, and I just feel like I I don't want to say I've been discouraged in this space because I want to say, what have I been doing this for my OG listeners? Three, three years now? I think it was 2021 that I started this podcast. Almost positive. We've been at it for three years now. I've learned a lot of do's and don'ts and things like that. 
but I do get a little discouraged sometimes because what I feel like in the pop culture space and the Bravo space with a lot of like content creation and, um, you know, just like people giving their opinions popping off is if you're not like willing to call somebody a narcissistic sociopathic, like if I'm not, a if I'm not willing to like weaponize therapy talk all the time, I feel like I I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I'm, I don't want to say behind the curve, but like people just aren't as interested if I don't call somebody I don't like a fucking sociopath. And y'all know how I feel about that shit. Like I'm not a doctor. I'm not willing to call somebody a sociopath because I don't like, I have a basic definition of what a sociopath is. And I'm just using that one as an example. You know, there's narcissist is the one that took last year by storm everybody was a narcissist but I don't I have a basic definition of what a sociopath is I don't actually know the ins and outs and I think a lot with mental health it gets there's so much like stigma around it and just things that people think that they know and really somebody you could be sitting next to somebody who's a sociopath and you talk to them every day and like you don't they don't dis- display behaviors as like the people that you see on TV that you're labeling sociopaths, narcissists, all of these things. And, you know, it, it's just, it just feels like an over-dramatization. It really does. And while I am an over-dramatic girly, I'm not willing to be over-dramatic in that way. I'm just going to be honest. Like, it's just not that serious to me. I'd rather just call somebody a dick or a nut or an asshole or a bitch or something something like you know what I mean I I don't want to be I don't need to get out my prescription pad my diagnostic pad and write somebody a false diagnosis just because I don't fucking like them you know what I mean so that's just where I'm at I just like wish that we would tone the therapy talk down I just I can't I'm sorry y'all I can't I feel like it's a weaponization of therapy talk when people throw these terms around all the time especially in the bravo pop culture community we've never even seen some of these people face to face and like if you have seen them face to face I'm gonna say it until I'm blue in the face y'all do not have the proper credentials to diagnose somebody a narcissist or sociopath or anything like that just call them a nut Call him a bowl of Fruit Loops. Shit. Ugh. I can't. All right, let's get into some little toppy tops before we get on to the shows. First things first, my girl, Rachel Lindsay, she's getting a divorce. And like, I want to be so careful when I say this, right? Because I don't love this for Rachel. I, I know she's probably heartbroken. But I, if by chance by whatever weird chance Rachel is listening to this girl you are going to be so fucking okay because you were the motherfucking prize if you've listened to me for a while y'all know I love Rachel Lindsay if she called me up she was like so I want you to come like I don't know be my be my assistant like study under me I don't I don't know I just I always loved Rachel even when she was on the bachelorette or Bachelor and then The Bachelorette. And then when she came out with her book, like, t- like talking about 
everything that she went through on that show with the producers and then even when she said more information on like her experience as a black woman the first black bachelorette on that show ugh. I was, like I said, y'all, I was fine for my life and hers when Bachelor Nation, racist-ass Bachelor Nation was trying to come for her for getting Chris Harrison's stupid ass all the way together, right? However, I feel like, especially after I made my video this week, being a fan of Rachel is also not being a fan of Brian. Brian is her soon-to-be ex-husband and he is the one who won the show if you watched her show and you I've never met anybody who watched her season and rooted for Brian I've, ne- I've never heard of him ne- I've never heard of anybody who was like yeah I like really wanted Brian to win make no mistake as long as she didn't choose that one man who was like we all knew was racist and we were like oh what what is he doing here I think his name was Kenny I don't know why Kenny sounds like it was familiar but he was like this this like kind of country white guy come to find out I believe Rachel said in her well I don't know if it was her book or just like in a um in an interview that like she had to keep him production like made her keep him there was not really anything going on there and like when the show I don't remember if it was when it first premiered or when they announced the cast like one of the big things about him was that he had like racist race racially insensitive tweets I don't know if they're all the way racist but they were definitely like side eye and it was like this is who y'all send in for the first bat- black bachelorette and we know we all know he don't like her like he's just he's not here for her right so as long as it wasn't him we all was gonna rally behind Rachel I really liked Demar was it Demario I can't remember these names. This is a long time ago. I think her season was like six seasons ago or something like that. But she had a couple of a couple guys that I really liked um, on there. And I think she did she have Eric too? I think she might have had Eric. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting too far off topic. Anyways, she um whoever she chose, we were gonna be like, okay, we're gonna rally behind our girl, right? But Peter! I told myself I was going to get excited. Peter. Oh, Peter and Rachel. Perfect couple. Wrong timing. Perfect couple. Wrong timing. And if you know anything about me, the right couple wrong timing trope is one of the most heartbreaking romantic tropes. I because I just don't. What do you mean? Right person. Wrong time. Right person is right person. Make it the right time. Oh, I could fall out right now. I still follow Peter. I still follow Peter online. I'm not a fan of spinning the block. And my girl, she needs time to heal. She needs time to cleanse her life and her soul of Brian and his mama. And I know y'all gonna be like, Zell, you keep talking about that man's mama. I did not like the way. I did not like the way his mama was acting on that TV screen and like I didn't like it back then before I was a married woman myself and now that I am a married woman myself I especially don't like it if y'all know you know y'all know what I'd be going through okay just saying but I'm not a fan of spinning the block at all in relationships Nelly and Ashanti spun the block I hate it but but if they like it I love it like I'm not gonna be hollering for 40 days and 40 nights or anything but 
Rachel, when you are ready to spin the block, get in a car, girl. I will drive. I will drive because like Rachel and Peter, they were in when she I when she broke up with him, I cried. He took his shirt off to cry. Somebody posted it the other day, like the, was like, remember this? Somebody, this one, uh, who is that black creator that I love so much? Um, God, I can't remember her name right now, but she was like, this is my Roman empire. And I was like, oh no, but for real, because I don't really have any Roman empires. I could, I wasn't really participating in that trend. But when she said it, I was like, no, really, this is that, those two are my Roman empire. Absolutely. But she gonna be all right. She, I'm not gonna be all right if, if he gets spousal support from her because Brian is asking for spousal support from Rachel. The other thing that I found very weird is he listed their date of separation as the 31st of December, 2023. And that news broke on like the second. What happened? I mean, listen again, love Rachel, but I, and I went back and looked, I had sent my friend a video, um, in literally a random ass video. I'm not kidding y'all. I sent her a random ass video and I said, random thought 2024 is going to be the year that Rachel and Brian break up. And as soon as it was announced, she was like, bitch, what the fuck? I was like, I told you. I was like, I told you we're two days in. I told you. I just, I knew it. I knew it. And I'd be having them little premonitions and stuff like that. I, I'm going to start sharing them with y'all. I really am. I really am. I, I have them because y'all know. What did I say? Somebody, somebody messaged me or didn't message me. They tweeted it. And they were like, who asked Zell said on the 21st of December, on the 21st episode, that she doesn't give Sam and Corey six more months. Baby, they saying Sam and Corey broke up. The streets are saying Sam and Corey have broken up. I told you, I, I know things. I'm not, I don't have powers. I'm not saying that, right? I'm just an unserious Aries in the world. I just be knowing. I hate to sound like Amanda Seals, but I just be knowing shit. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, but anyways, Rachel gonna be fine. Sam definitely gonna be fine. She definitely gonna be fine. I, Corey, I. I'm not going to wish no bad on nobody. Corey and cheekbones. Cheekbones is Brian. Could care less. Okay. We're, we're going to leave it there. Um, Before we get into shows, I just want to tell y'all really quick. We went and saw the movie Iron Claw with Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, and then um, two other boys that I've never heard of, but they were very cute. Y'all, when I say this movie is so fucking good, it's about the Von Erich family. They're a wrestling family. The most, my beginning, middle, and end when it comes to professional wrestling is the Bella Twins and that's because they had a reality show on E okay all roads lead back to reality TV shows for me um so I didn't I didn't know who these people were but Charlie wanted to see it I have to wait for um my mom to come in town next week to see the color purple so I was like that's fine we can see it the movie was so good acting so good Jeremy Zach everybody did amazing everybody did amazing the story of this family is so heartbreaking. By the end of this movie, I was bawling. But I just want to say, give Zac Efron his things. Because Troy, Troy is so talented. He really is. I'm Zac Efron ain't never done nothing problematic in my, as long as far as I know. And I was just thinking, I was like, I really have been a fan of Zac Efron for a long time. And I think he ha- he's in this movie, um, 
Is it that awkward moment? It's a little silly rom-com. Michael B. Jordan's in it. Miles Teller is in it before they both like kind of really blew up. And it's just really cute. I've always loved that movie. I love Zac Efron. I was so, I was like, wow, they did amazing in this movie. Um, you should see it is what I'm getting at. And you know, y'all know what I say about Jeremy Allen White has one of the most comfortable looking noses in Hollywood. If you know, you know, looks like a good old seat. Anyways, let's get into shows. Uh, y'all, I was going to be funny <laughs> and make y'all wait till the end of the episode for Salt Lake City, but like, let's just get into it. I feel like I am the only person on the face of the earth in this Bravo community that like is not super shook about the fact that Monica was running a troll account. I think it was, um, what, what's that Instagram? I tell it to the bees. Love him. He made like a really, really good like point. And he was like, Monica argues like a troll on Twitter. So he was like, it's not really like surprising. Like she doesn't argue like housewife, she argues like a troll. And that I totally understand. But what's irritating me the most about this episode and the like revelations and what it's brought out in people is people do it and people always do this, don't get me wrong. But the weird like standard of I don't want to call it like gatekeeping, but like the rule making of like housewives don't behave like this. Housewives don't do this. It also like kind of bothers me when people say Monica doesn't belong on Bravo. She's more suited for a TLC or whatever, one of the other um, stations, because I'm like, y'all act like Bravo isn't like the fanciest ghetto. Like, are you fucking serious right now? Bravo has ratchet shit happen on it all the fucking time. I know you fucking lying. And I say all the time, like every time the whole like, she's too broke to be a housewife, not she being Monica, just like any housewife that people deem too broke. And I'm using air quotes here, too broke to be a housewife, even though they're still probably richer than the person calling them broke. Um, Anytime that happens, I'm just like, the the rule making the gatekeeping of who can and cannot be a housewife or should and should not be a housewife I should say is so fucking I want to leave it in 2003 I want to leave it in the past anybody can be a housewife I'm gonna be honest anybody can be a housewife I think for a long time that housewife was being a real housewife was held to a certain standard in I say this like as a joke like People thought being a real housewife was held to a certain standard, but it's really not. Like, if we go down the line and list all the things that have happened to these ladies that, like, regular, regular shit. Sonia Morgan broke as fuck. Can't sell that. Can't sell that damn townhouse. Can't give it away. Shit. Can't Airbnb it. You know what I mean? Like, acting like... And no, no one's no one calls Sonia what she is, which is broke, right? Um, it's just something for me that I'm just like so fucking tired of. Now, don't get me wrong. When I want to hang out with or be work with a person who ran a stan account to, you know, spread rumors about me. No, I wouldn't. However, I'm going to post the question again and again and again until somebody gives me an actual 
valid answer that's not rooted in just hating Monica and hating the fact that a Stan account got onto Housewives because a lot of these people wish that they could get on Housewives. What is the huge difference from Monica running a Stan, spreading rumors via Stan account versus what a lot of these other housewives do when they interact with Stan accounts and give them information, right? Is Monica running that Stan account such a, a bigger threat than the housewives who interact with Stan accounts and give them information? Is it? Is it? I, w- I want to know. And P- I've posed this question a couple times and people give me these answers that I'm going to be honest, they sound dense. You're just reaching for straws because you, for whatever reason, people are like horrified that like, Monica made it on to Housewives. I find it weird. I saw somewhere that somebody said uh, Andy and them apparently have been trying to get Monica on Housewives in season two. I don't know about that. I never heard that in my life. So that could just be a rumor on the internet. Lord knows there's enough. But, you know, people saying like, oh, well, she's spreading rumors and lies about her coworkers. We spread rumors about her coworkers. Like, honestly, truly, as a content creator, as a Bravo content creator, as somebody who talks about pop culture, we talk, we discuss unconfirmed rumors all the time. Is, is that it? And so do, so do housewives. They discuss un, unconfirmed rumors all the time. They discuss things, you know, the rumors and the nastiness. Those things are discussed. So... I, I don't know. And you know what's funny is uh, as somebody who a content creator who's like in this space, I have had like anonymous accounts message me things and stuff before. And I'm like, is this a housewife? I've like, I really have like, I, and it's something that you probably wouldn't realize in, unless you were in this space. I have thought before, like, I wonder, I would not be shocked if like every housewife has a burner account, if Andy has a burner account, right? I have wondered before, like when interacting with people, seeing certain comments, things like that. I'm like, is that a, is that a housewife under a burner account? It's not, it's, I don't think it's as shocking and like revelation as people would have it be. Now, Heather's performance, yeah, 10 out of 10. Receipts, timeline evidence to prove that you are a bully i found it shocking because in the three years that we saw her interact with jen shaw she could never she could never pull out a receipt a timeline proof evidence to prove that jen was the bully that she is because jen shaw is a bully and i think that heather absolutely was always intending on telling us what happened in that eye this season, with that eye this season. Um, I just think that she used Monica as a scapegoat. Donnie, y'all know from I Am The Cute One podcast, says that he thinks that the women knew that Monica was behind Reality Fontes for longer than um, they would like have us believe. And I believe that too. But that's something that we're never going to have confirmed. None of those women are going to tell us like, yeah, we actually did know that she was behind that account. Right? Whether or not Monica will be back, I don't know. There's a lot of carrying on on the internet right now. I'm more interested in the whole timeline of events that like, because when Monica was talking about Jen Shaw at the table, she was like, she's a fucking piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? I understand what happened. Like, I think that Jen shit, Jen shit. Oh my God. <laughs> I think Jen Shaw's a liar, obviously piece of shit. Yeah. Like she's in jail. 
right? For robbing people or scamming people. I just, I want to know what, like how uh, she started working for Jen Shaw. I want to know how she, like, what was the moment when she realized things were off? What was the moment they decided that they were going to make this Instagram account? And I do say they, because I do think that multiple hands were in the pot here. And I do, and it's been shown, Tanisha and Monica are going back and forth, exposing one another. That's the part that gives low budget to me. If I'm being so honest, it's the fact that like Monica and Tanisha are going back and forth about who created the account and like what the goings on of like the group chats and stuff. That's the part that I'm just like, ugh, I don't fucking care. I, I do not care. Something about like Salt Lake City has like unserious undertones to me, but also just like dark undertones because why do all these people that work for these women like first of all let's let's back it up the salt lake city in itself is a bunch of fans all of those housewives are were a bunch of fans of housewives right heather said said that she was a fan of housewife um i remember when they were first coming on and the first like before the show even premiered the preview showed and jen was show, acting out showing an ass and she had like when remember when mary had that uh luncheon or whatever and they got into it and she like she didn't flip the table but she like banged on it or whatever and somebody had commented was like oh we're getting teresa vibes like before we even saw the episode and jen commented and was like teresa walked till i could run fan right meredith fan whitney fan all of them have admitted to being fans of housewives before so the this group of this franchise within itself is fans that's why we call it a parody of housewives so why is everybody like oh my god fans should not be on the show that's y'all don't believe that you're just mad because you're not the fans that are on the show right and i'm gonna say it till i'm blue in the face these housewives message stan accounts all the time all of them in Jersey, I know for a fact. I have receipts, receipts, proof, timeline that those women in Jersey message content creators, stand accounts to give them tea to weaponize against their cast members. I know it for a fact. So what is the huge difference? Now the person... The account that they gave it to is just sit, like sitting next to you. Okay, would you rather sit next to the person who provided them with the information or the person who put, hit send on the story? These are questions. These are just questions that I have. And again, like I said in my video, like I find it interesting that people are like, she was spreading rumors though. Again, that a lot of y'all spread rumors. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And I find it interesting that a lot of Bravo accounts that like started off as faceless Bravo accounts that just posted something and grew into really big accounts when they say I got to I was able to quit my job this year to be able to run this account because of y'all like this is so amazing. And now they show their faces and now they're hanging out with the Bravo celebrities. It's fine for a stand account to grow to that level. And like those accounts do post trolley ish things. We're going to sit here and act like we all don't think Queens of Bravo posts trollish shit. I think Candace just got on there and told them about themselves, told them a thing or two about themselves, like about like the shit that they post, you know, in regards to her and shit. Like, what's the difference between like a Queen of Bravo and a Reality Vontis? 
everybody follows Queens of Bravo and it's like considered like an, uh, an acceptable Bravo account. We don't know who runs that account. We have no clue it is. Somebody made a joke and was like, wait till y'all find out that it's Robin. <laughs> that, that shit made me laugh out loud. That shit made me laugh out loud. But like, you know what I mean? I don't know. And then like, I don't know who released it, Tanisha or uh, Monica. That video of... Why did I just almost call Monica's mom Barb? Uh, that is Janelle's mom from Team Mom. Uh, Monica's mom and her arguing and like Monica's mom is yelling at her saying like, you need to act. You're an actress. You, it, it didn't really prove anything about Monica to me, except for like the dysfunction that I already knew. That's what I was trying to tell y'all about her mama. Like her mom was acting at Greek Easter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like so obvious that Monica wanted or Monica's mom wanted her to calm down and play nice and be in this scene and get like the camera time like that was said in the video um, because like she wants to be on this show. Monica's mama and her like two peas and pot. I'm just saying like it does seem like do I agree with Monica? Would I create an anonymous stand account? No, like that was when I created my account. That was always my thing. I was like, I have no problem showing my face like I don't. I don't want to be like an anonymous account, but and like no hate to anybody who does. I, I know a lot of people, they have job, they have full-time important jobs that's like can't be online talking about fucking Aaron's big dick in Beverly Hills and then go sit down and be somebody's fucking therapist. You know what I mean? So I totally understand that. Um, but I just was like, this just proves the dysfunction that we already knew was there. I don't really know what. I was watching a video and I was like, okay, I, and I, the, another question I have, which I don't really want the answer to, because I feel like whatever Heather says it is, is going to be fucking stupid. You, why is, why can Tanisha still be your hairdresser and you trust her, but you will never, ever film with Monica again? After everything that we've seen these past few days, like what, what is it? What is it? I, Cause I'll tell you what I think it is. I think that Heather is like, okay, so let me back this up. I don't know if it was Tanisha or her sister that was like quoted Malcolm X, the Malcolm X quote that's like the most disrespected woman in the world is a black woman. First of all, we need to leave Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, any, um, you know, black activist quotes out of this when we're talking about this fucking Salt Lake City mess because it just does not apply here. Tanisha was in on the mess. Tanisha was involved with the mess some way, somehow. And let's say that we take her at face value where she was just like, oh, which has already been disproven. But it's like, oh, I was really just there when they created the account, supporting my friends. And then I distanced myself. Why did you just say something now? Why did you just say something now? That's that's sketchy. And whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever your excuse is, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. Okay, so we don't need to involve Malcolm X in this mess. We really don't. We maybe involve more screenshots. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. Like I'm like, oh, now we're we're gonna say, okay, oh, M Monica's doing this because uh, it's easy to blame the black woman. Which, listen, I feel like being a black woman in Salt Lake City is hard enough. Black people in Utah, what y'all be doing out there? I don't know. I. I mm, I can, let me not even get into that. It's just a whole fucking mess. Great season of Salt Lake City. I don't know. Like it was like, it was a great season of Salt Lake City because it's not going to be like no other franchise can pull this. I will say this. If any other franchise, any other franchise 
acted and pulled the shit that Salt Lake City pulled, we'd be like, what is wrong with them? You know what I mean? We'd be like, why are they acting like that? They're acting super fucking weird. Why are they acting in general? <laughs> but for Salt Lake, it's okay. I don't, I couldn't tell you whether or not I think Monica's coming back or not. I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't care. I, I really don't care. Salt Lake has this way with me. I Y'all know I enjoyed this season a lot. But it has this way of doing things like when the, the way they blow shit out of proportion, like the black eye, like things that they think I can always see the plan in Salt Lake City is what I should say. I can always see the plan that Todd set up in when it comes to Salt Lake City. I can see what they want us to feel. And it doesn't matter what goes on moving forward. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy more episodes of Salt Lake City. I just always can see the plan. Everybody is so painfully aware of the cameras. Everybody is so painfully aware of the narratives that they want out of themselves. So that's where they'll they'll always like be a little off for me. That's where they, I will say, I'll give not, uh, I will give um, Salt Lake City a nine out of 10. That's where that one point always, always, they're always going to lose a point for me is the authenticity. Okay, and then... Beverly Hills. Y'all, I'm like so I'm not shocked by whatsoever by the um conversation surrounding Garcelle and Dorit on the internet, especially from black people, but like I just I'm laughing my ass off because like I went on a little bit of a t- Twitter rant. I don't care. I've got by, I forgot about it. Got back on Twitter and I was like, "Oh, look at this. I need to meet the mute this conversation because the fucking ignorant ass people are in the mentions." Even other black women being like, I'm just tired of Garcelle. I had a conversation with somebody. It was a civil conversation via um, Twitter where they said, yes, Garcelle keeps bringing things up. No, Garcelle does not keep bringing things up. First things first. People did this when Garcelle mentioned um, not feeling the most comfortable about her having her family with around the women or talking about her family with the women, Right. They said Garcelle should have brought this up in a minute ago. I mean, they were in Vegas on like episode two or three, right? At the reunion, there was an apology. You know, Andy said, do you accept that? Garcelle said, I just feel like in this group, people apologize. I'm supposed to accept it. And then it's like, well, I apologize. What do you want me to do? And she's like, she pretty much said like the the hurt feelings are still there. But if I don't accept it, like I look like I'm carrying a bone, right? She said that verbatim and that that's one of the things that I laugh at. Garcelle quite literally says the things that people swear to God she doesn't say. So then fast forward to this season, Garcelle's talking about going to visit Oliver while they're in Vegas, right? Da da da. And she just sits with the ladies and she tells them like, hey, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to live my truth right now. I'm still feeling a little bit uncomfortable like with oh the boy said she had had that screening and then the boy went up to I shouldn't say the boy her son went up to um Erica said like good to see you you know was mature da 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 and then she just said I'm still feeling a little uncomfortable with y'all being around my like when it comes to my family and being vulnerable with y'all and talking about my family there wasn't another time for her to really bring that up uh, and ever and I just want to be honest. All the rest of the women were just like, okay, like if some, if I did somebody to somebody did something to somebody that made the, somebody feel some type of way about their family, their kid, I I and they told me like, hey, I know you apologize, I accept it. I just still am feeling a certain type of way. I absolutely would be like, okay, 
I'm not going to argue with you. That is a real human emotion. And I say all the time, people act as if like, okay, I apologize. You need to forgive me and then we can move on. Sometimes moving on sometimes means moving different. People confuse moving on with moving on the same way as we were before. No, you've done something that has put me on alert. And I, you've apologized to me and I've accepted the apology. Moving forward, I'm going to move differently. And people have an issue with the fact that Garcelle is moving differently. Now, let me tell you something that I accept 100% receive. I think if uh, Sutton would have said this, Garcelle wouldn't have called her out. And I have long said, I wish Garcelle would say something to Sutton when these instances come up. And I've said last season, it was when they were in Tahoe, I didn't like the way Garcelle handled the situation with Crystal and saying that, um, there were, when she said that there was something else said and it was dark and that she'll never repeat it with, um, Sutton. I didn't like how Garcelle handled that situation between Sutton and um Crystal as the other person of color on the cast because she may not understand where Crystal is coming from but I think as a person of color she could have been a a better ally to Crystal I 100% agree with that but when it comes to Garcelle and Dorit because it is a Dorit thing because you notice Garcelle and Kyle sat down had a conversation about after her first season about paying the tab Uh, Kyle said understood baby Got it. Awesome. Okay. And they had that again. Dorit is the one that continuously puts her foot in the mouth. And I'm about to break a few things down for y'all. Dorit continuously puts her foot in her fucking mouth because she has this child of the world persona. She speaks four languages. Languages. I'm sorry. She's so well-traveled. She knows she's just seen all of this stuff. And her not understanding Garcelle. uh, Well, actually, she's not even Black American. Garcelle's Haitian. Like she's a Haitian immigrant, right? Her not being able to understand her and talk to her and be the person on the cast that she like gets gets on with directly threatens Dorit's image that she has built for herself. Be and I know that because I know plenty of white women who have traveled around the world. They are left leaning liberals, pussy power, all of this shit. But they have absolutely said shit to me that I'm like, well, hold on. As a black woman, I don't fuck with that. And I don't appreciate you saying that to me. And they are the number one. No, let me say number two, because like, you know, Karen's be caring. But number up there in the top five people that cannot cannot grasp the fact that they have said simply said something that made me feel a type of way and honestly that's all Garcelle's saying you said something you made me feel a type of way and she said I do think that you meant to say the word attack and I think you meant it and what I took from that again what I took from that is I don't think Garcelle was saying like you tried to make me look like an angry black woman I think she was saying like I think you wanted to make me look a type of way because you thought I made you look a type of way when I said you're saying that to make fun of Sutton. If if you feel like somebody has said some is somebody has corrected you on your behavior and it's like, hey, you said that to make fun of her and now you kind of look like a bully. Yeah, I'm, I might say something to then deflect and make you look like a bully because or make you look a certain type of way rather because that's what Dorit does. She deflects, right? So again, Garcelle aired out her grievances with the kids thing. 
Who is the person who's like gets her fucking panties in a wad? But Dorit. I didn't laugh at Jax. Girl, I know you better shut your stupid ass up. The way I'm still irritated about that. I didn't laugh at Jax. Your husband sure did. Kyle's husband sure did. Kyle did. And you sat right there and you didn't do anything. And I would argue that while you did not har har hee hee with all of the lungs in your body, you definitely chuckled right there with them. But Kyle, who is like, and Kyle was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that's how I would say that Dorit was too. Both of them were like, oh my God, don't say that. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Kyle was like, okay, I'm not touching this again. Because again, like she said, if somebody did that to, uh, what's that youngest one's name? Sophia? I can't remember her name. If any of her girls, she'd be fucking livid. And she said she probably still wouldn't be over it. So fair, fair, absolutely the fucking fair, right? Dorit takes it and she's like, no, I didn't do that. We've already seen the footage. We've already rolled the tapes, babes. Okay, so there's no need to sit here and like rehash it. Garcella is simply telling you how she feels. And if if Dorit simply would have said like, how do we move past this? Because I, I love your boys and I love your family. And I love when I came to your home, I had a great time learning about your culture and I want to, I would love to be invited back. So how do we move past this? That would be a different conversation. That's not what the fuck Dorit did or said. She immediately goes on the defense. She immediately is like, I didn't do this. There's no way you think I'm a racist. Da, da, da. I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. I can think that you're ignorant and you say stupid shit and you don't think, and you always like to put yourself in a certain light. And I don't think you're racist. If you don't care to change those behaviors, you're definitely close to being a racist. Like you're closer to being a racist than anything else. But that's not what Dorit does. Garcelle airs out her grievances. Fast forward to the night, the Taco Tuesday. Erica, and, and I really don't think that Dorit said the driver making out thing to embarrass Sutton. I don't think that. I think that Dorit is like, losing her footing in this group and th- that's just how I feel and a lot of y'all disagree with me really don't think she said it to embarrass Sutton Garcelle does okay she all she said was well hold on a minute that was something between us and now I feel like you're saying it to embarrass her that's not a fucking attack that is not an attack okay if Dorit would have said, because somebody said, well, what do you think she should have said? If Dorit would have sat there and said, well, how come you guys can joke about it, but I can't? Like, if, if she would have left it there, I would have been like, yeah, why? And Garcelle said, well, I feel like because you're using it to make fun of her. Okay, but why can Erica use it to make fun of her? Maybe it's because Erica was there, right? I don't know, because Kyle said it to Sutton, and Sutton was fine with it. I don't. Th- I personally don't think that Garcelle... My issue in that matter is I don't think Garcelle should have said anything about like defending Sutton. You're not Sutton's keeper. You're really not. But me thinking that Garcelle needs to back off and being Sutton's keeper doesn't equal Garcelle trying to make herself a victim when Dorit uses the wrong word. That's all it was. She used the wrong word. 
And but if I tell you, hey, I think you, you know, you did this to embarrass somebody and you say you attacked me, I'm going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't attack you. And if a white woman claims that I attacked her, I am getting on the fucking defense. I am getting on the fucking defense. And the people, and especially the fucking black people, the black women that are like, I'm just so exhausted of Garcelle. They're like, she should have said something and then left it there. No, that's like, they're, and I'm, I got to this point with somebody. They're like, I'm just tired of her. Okay. You're just tired of Garcelle. Why? Because you're tired of the conversation, having to have the conversation between Dorit, but you're not just tired of Dorit. Why are you just tired of Garcelle, but you're not just tired of Dorit not understanding? Because you are fine with, you're saying some white people are, these are white women in Beverly Hills. They're just going to be ignorant. That's what you're saying. You allow more space for white women in Beverly Hills to be ignorant than Garcelle to say, hey, I didn't like the way you said that about me. And I actually feel a type of way as a black woman. There's so many people as a black woman. I don't care. Now, let me touch on this because some of y'all are stupid as fuck. And when I say stupid, I mean with a capital fucking S. People saying Garcelle and even um, uh, Jarit said this. She was like, we're all privileged. Garcelle is a Haitian immigrant. She did not grow up rich. She is a Haitian immigrant. And while she is a rich woman now, which she has worked for, that does not, absolutely does not erase anything that she went through growing up as a Haitian immigrant. Are y'all stupid? Again, with a capital fucking S. Are you stupid or are you dumb? In the words of Katie Roth. This, it really does irritate me. People say, black people saying, oh, we have, some of us are dealing with real racism, racism. Black Americans, y'all want to take y'all asses down to Haiti and see what the fuck they got going on down there? Because I promise you, I promise you, it's, it's going to open your eyes to a whole different thing. Read a fucking book. Read a goddamn book. That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. That's stupider than people thinking because me and Candace are married to white men that we don't understand racism anymore. Everything that we've ever experienced has been erased. People saying, oh, no wonder um, Garcelle, two things. No wonder Garcelle's husband cheated on her. She's insufferable. I'm gonna leave that there. Cause you again, stupid people saying, Oh, Garcelle is so triggered by Dorit because she reminds her of the women that her husband cheated on her with. I don't know who the fuck Garcelle's husband cheated on her with. Cause I ain't never looked into it. I don't care. Really? Really? Okay. Alrighty, that's the route y'all want to go all because you want to keep Beverly Hills white. I'm just going to say it. You want to keep Beverly Hills white or you want the black person, the person of color that's on Beverly Hills to not say a goddamn fucking word. You want them to say nothing. You want them to be fucking happy to be there with Massa. I'm so fucking tired of it. I'm tired of it. There's no way you're more tired of Garcelle than you are of Dorit. You can be tired of the Garcelle and Dorit feud. Maybe that's what you mean. Choose your words more wisely. But there's no way on the face of the earth if you really think that you like. And again, again, can you imagine talking to your homegirl like, girl, you know, at work, like that one Karen at work. And I'm not I'm not accepting Karen as a bad term. Like it's not it's not a slur. I know that I got that bad review because I said Jennifer Aniston had a Karen like um, 
responds to something. Y'all know me. I say, I'm going to put my Karen wig on and handle some shit really quickly. It's not the derogatory term white women want to make it out to be. Okay. Karen like white women because I got plenty of white women in my life that call people Karens all the time. Right. I just, uh, can you imagine saying, talking to your homegirls, talking about girl, you know, that girl at work, that Karen at work that just like, this is what she said. Blah, blah. Can you imagine your, your, your homegirls, your black, black fellow black girlfriends saying, I don't know. I'm just tired of y'all. Like, I'm just tired of you complaining about that. You would never, you would never because she makes more money than you because she lives in Beverly Hills. No, you wouldn't. So be so for fucking real. I was a very, very, very disappointed yet not surprised. And then again, for, for Dorit to sit there and say, Garcelle, I'm Jewish. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? You said something stupid. Just because I'm black don't mean I don't say stupid. I can't say stupid shit. Just because I'm black doesn't mean I can't offend somebody that is a, a part of another marginalized community and say, and say, say the wrong thing. Because that's all it was. She said the wrong thing. Dorit is more upset about looking like a Karen. People are more upset with Garcelle making Dorit look like a Karen than anything. And she sat there, she being Garcelle, she sat there and she said, you're getting under my skin. She's like, I wish she would. And y'all want to sit here and say, I wish she would say she don't like her. She just said she's getting under her skin. She just said that. You get on my nerves. That's what the fuck she said. She sat in the, and she, oh, she needs to say that to her face. She said to your face, to her face, she'd be getting under my skin. She also sat in the confessional chair. This is why she bugs me. If you ask Dorit, do you think you bug Garcelle? Her answer would be yes. She knows that she bugs her because Garcelle has told her and she's seen it on the screen. So what, what, like, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. I can't, I can't. Stupid. Also, Denise Richards went out bad. Real bad. Real bad. That's all I have for this week. Um, I haven't watched Miami yet, but I'll get on that. I am actually, I'm not even going to tell y'all I'm doing something until it's ready to be launched. So because y'all know I get so busy and I will tell you like, oh, yeah, I'm working on this. And then I will get so fucking sidetracked but one thing that of course is helping me not get sidetracked is my magic mind y'all know I am so 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 excited to be partnered with them I love them down you can now get them at sprouts like I told you last time um but it's one of the world's first productivity drinks y'all know how busy I've been lately I told you earlier in the episode between trying to keep up with my content and you know my new work schedule I've definitely needed more energy throughout the day and that's exactly what it gives me right I make sure that I'm gonna not only get my I don't want to say nine to five but my full-time job work done but then I'm able to come home and record this podcast for y'all as well as any TikToks that I may need and then get everything up and I also have no problem getting asleep on any days that I have drank not only Magic Mind by itself but Magic Mind with my coffee because you can absolutely do both and thankfully for you all Magic Mind has set you up with a new year special where if you sign up for three months you will get the first month Free. So if you visit magicmind.com backslash Jan who asked, 
you can type in my code who asked 20 and get that first month free. So the backslash that I'm sorry, backslash is Jan who asked. So Jan is in January, J-A-N who asked and you'll get to try your first month free. And I promise you, you won't regret it. Um, besides that, y'all know where to find me over on Instagram at who asked me podcast over on TikTok, who asked Zell. And if you want to follow the backup that I had to create, it's who asked Zell two as in the letter two. And we will be chatting over there. Don't forget to leave me a little rating review because we got to get those up in the new year. Okay. We, we, we got to make sure we're getting the ratings and reviews up. Be nice though. Right. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.